This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers alongside of Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I am fantastic. And we're going to start the show with one of our old dear friends, a longtime, uh, what would you say, participant of the beer show when mm-hmm. we were on the radio station, and a frequent guest here on the Weekly Scramble. His name is Bartley Bloom from Bent Bruce Stillery in Roseville, and he's on the line with us right now. What's up, Bartley? How you guys doing? Yeah, it's, it's like we're getting the band back together again. It really it's, is. It's just like old times, right? Just you know, like except now. Except now we can actually have a beer while we're doing it. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an that's an incredibly uh, good point. Yeah, you know, we got beer, liquor, all that stuff. You know, because I'm you know, quote unquote working from home on this thing here. So um, yeah, I've got access to all that I could use. So I'm glad you mentioned that because there, uh, we do want to get to the event that you guys are highlighting this weekend, but uh, some of the laws did change uh, in terms of the last Minnesota legislative session. So walk us and the listener through some of the changes that happened and how that affects you guys, especially at Bent Bruce Stillery. Yeah, the big things that happened that the, that the consumer is going to see in the breweries specifically start with those is that um, you'll be able to buy six packs and four packs of beer as instead of the the 64 ounce growler or the 25 ounce crowler you'll be able to buy like a, just a six pack or a four pack or build your own four pack build your own six pack we do four packs because we are in 16 ounce cans so the same 16 ounce cans that you can get at the liquor store you'll also be able to buy here at the brewery now that's huge in that people don't have to say, holy crap, that's two beers in one can. Mm-hmm. I just want one can. So now we can sell anywhere up to one gallon in any size containers we really are looking at doing. So that makes things a lot more free and open. Um, so a lot more people are going to be taking advantage of the little one-off cans here and there. Yeah, you know what? I got to go home and I don't want to stop at the liquor store because they're closed already. You know, let me get one of these real quick to go. So, so who, that's a big one. Who were the big people that were objecting to this? I mean, because I can't imagine that liquor store owners were standing in the way of this. So who was the main objectionist to the, these types of rules? Well, because it's, it's the same people that opposed Sunday sales, that opposed Got it. early when they tap room sales. It's the Liquor Coalition. It's the association, not the actual members. Let's keep this separated. The, the people who represent the members. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they've been chosen or whether elected by the members, most people that are members of these organizations really don't really know a whole lot about what's going on at the top, top level of their organization, you know, um, or, they, you know, they do know, but they just let it go because it's no big deal to them. So it's, it is the, the retailers, it's the distributors, it's the municipals and the municipal liquor stores, that is. And, uh, and, of course, the Teamsters. The Teamsters are always a big part of the, of the opposition to all these things because they move the beer from place to place for the distributors. Sure. So that's what stands in the way of getting these things changed. But, you know, your local liquor store, on the, for the most part, is okay with a lot of these changes. You know, it's just the leadership of these organizations that, that's, you know, keeps the keeps Minnesota laws in the 1950s. So, Barley, just to make this super clear, hey, it's Fratelloni Barley. Um, can you, so I can walk in, I can sit at your place, have a couple beers, and at 11.30 at night still buy to go uh, cans of beer? 
I think it's at a, the same operating hours as the liquor store. Okay, that so, that seems fair to me, right? Does that seem fair to you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You okay, know, it only makes sense. Yeah, but you know, again, if they leave here by the time they get to the liquor store, the liquor store would be closed. Got it. Got it. So, okay. You know, and plus, you buzz. You don't want to go to the liquor store. You just want to go straight home and not. You know, well, if you're buzzed, you would never drive anyways. You'd just, you know, get a cab <laughs> or stay overnight at Bartley's and, house. And, and all that. That's right. Well, yeah, this is my house. I've got plenty of sacks of grain for you to sleep on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. As far as distilleries goes, another thing for distilleries that's going to affect most, the majority of people, is the fact that you can go into a distillery and buy anything up to a 750 oh. of liquor. So instead of those tiny little cute little bottles that we've always had to carry, mm-hmm. Now you'll be able to buy a full-size bottle. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but that little half-size bottle of whiskey, you know, that's gone in a, in a, in a couple of hours with a buddy. You know, I mean, there's really nothing to it. It's, it's not that many shots of liquor. It's 12 ounces. Well, and, and for so, you, now you just have to have one bottle skew. You don't, you don't have to have multiple. You're not ordering a bunch of the mini bottles and the big bottles. You're just in one skew now. Exactly. It's bottles. It's corks. It's the... the Shrink capsule, it labels all mm. of that stuff is specific for that size. So yes, that drastically reduces the amount of stuff that I have to buy and keep in stock, and less things for me to forget that I didn't buy <laughs> when we're putting it together and bottling these tiny little bottles. And we can get better discounts then too. We can get the volume discounts instead of buying a pallet of big bottles and a pallet of little bottles. I just buy two pallets of big bottles. Again, you get uh, more, more uh, you know, you get more bang for your buck that way. Bartley Bloom from Brent Bent Brew Stillery is with us here on the Weekly Scramble. He's been a friend of the show for quite some time now, and one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is obviously Memorial Day weekend marks your seventh annual Bayou Beer and Booze Crawfish Boil. I can't believe this is your seventh one already, Bartley. Holy cow. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's just been we were perfecting it each year too. Uh, this year it's a little bit different. Um, instead of being just a, a wide open mad scramble, <laughs> we're actually making it a little bit more organized with uh, a reservation system. So you make a reservation for a one hour block, anywhere from two to to, to nine o'clock. Um, you basically uh, order basically what you think you're going to be eating. And um, we'll make sure it's all ready for you. So, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The chaos is part of the fun, Bartley. That I don't want organization. <laughs> I know. I know this is anti-bent. This is, right. uh, this is the, the way we normally do things. Well, I remember um, the, the second year, Bartley, I, I came because the, fir- the inaugural year went pretty smoothly because there wasn't 800 people there. The second year, there was a line of like 400 people standing in line. I was like, uh-oh. Bartley screwed because yes. <laughs> that—that's we not going to work. Near, yeah. yeah, we were nowhere near prepared for that. People were standing in line for over an hour. Oh yeah, um, wow. and we got blasted on social media for being idiots and not being ready for you know and, and all this and biting off more than we could chew. And yes, we, we did. We had no idea that just a little um, a little blurb on Fox Nine News was going to turn it into a huge event. That had nothing to do with it. It was because you were on the beer show. That's right. Screw Fox 9. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Both of the people that that listened to the beer show came to it. That's right. You and me. Both of them. Um, So it was great. It was a fun time. And it got bigger and bigger. And I mean, Christ, the biggest year was 2,500 people. Wow. Um, and that's that's a lot, you know. And, and again, the expenses are huge as well. Mm-hmm. The, the 
with the uh, scenario and environment today, we weren't willing to, to risk, you know, the, the cost of $25,000 sure. on this sort of event and only 200 show up. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do this a little bit more organized way. And, you know, it's going to be a little bit more sane for, for those of us who work here and try and keep it all together. So, you know, it, it, it's going to help us quite a bit. And again, less waste instead of having 500 pounds of leftover crawfish, you know, <laughs> maybe it's a more manageable 100 pounds. Uh, that'd be great too. What do you normally so, order on a given year? How, how many pounds of crawfish do you normally order? Oh, geez. One year it was about 1,500 pounds. Holy crap. Yeah. I really wanted to grow it to the point where it was a ton because I really wanted to say I ordered a full ton of yeah. crawfish. Wow. But, you know, we're, we're kind of paring it back now. Um, who knows, maybe in the future it'll grow it back up again to be that sort of thing. But we're trying to keep it a little bit more small and intimate. Um, and again, you know, less less chaotic. Uh, you can sign up on our website, benpristillery.com. Just go on there, click on the banner page. It'll take you to the spot where you make your reservation and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, we're going to we're gonna get a little bit extra because I know there'll be some people that, that show up that said, oh, I forgot to register. Or, you know, I'll have friends, too, that show up, too. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to turn somebody away. We'll have some extra crawfish, so people can uh, come in anyway are you able to sell the beers now in cans can you can you do that now or is that not official official yet not official yet we need uh an addendum to our taproom license okay which the city of roseville of course is already on it Mm, they're Um, they're good for you guys absolutely you know when this happened this was signed friday late friday afternoon i sent an email to the city and they said yep we will work on it right away. Wow. So they're, they're working on it. Um, been talking with them a little bit today even. And uh, lots of stuff going on with that. We'll get it going. The, the liquor sales of uh, full, full bottles, that's effective immediately. So if you don't come here, go to your other favorite local distillery and, uh, and patronize them with a uh, nice full-size bottle of whatever it is that they make. Because this is a monumental occasion for us to actually get some stuff through. Unfortunately, we didn't get our cocktail room license thing through, mm-hmm. so we're not able to actually serve a cocktail, but we're still doing that same thing where we package up the cocktail into a, an appropriate size bottle, and you can drink it here in the tap room. So if you buy one of our bottled cocktails, you get a free glass of ice, a free straw, and a free garnish mm. just to make it nice and crafty. And uh, it's one of those things where you know, it's, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, our cocktails are all made fresh too. We make them fresh weekly, so they're always that uh, top-notch fresh stuff. And if it makes it makes you feel better. You can take 15 minutes to pour it into the glass, <laughs> just to make you feel more crafty. Can nice. you tell me, Bartley, what do you have new on tap? I mean, because Reavers and I, as, as we talk about beer, you know, after the beer show, um, after that's over, now we're onto the weekly scramble. We know that these ciders are doing well and, and seltzers and all this other stuff. What do you have? Because you've always been on the forefront of innovation and the beer side. What do you have that's cool now? Oh, man, that's a great question. Right now we've got a hazy fruited sour. It's called Mangoes Per Gallon, MPG. Ooh. Kind of playing along with the whole gas prices out of control. Yeah. Um, it's it's only $49 per cup. <laughs> per cup. Yeah. Well, this is your reprieve yeah. of high gas prices. So it's uh, mangoes, papaya, and guava. Oh, boy. That sounds and good. It's so delicious. It's so smooth and tropical. I mean, it makes you feel like you know, you're on a vacation. Uh, that's a great one. Another one of my favorites right now is called Thawless Victory. 
as we're uh, coming out into nice warm weather, we are starting to finally thaw out. Fallless Victory is a cold IPA. It's a brand new beer style. Um, Chris Brewer, you know, Chris, our brewer, he just says, let's do a cold IPA. I'm like, what the heck's that? So he's, well, it's a, it's an IPA that's fermented cold as hmm. opposed to, you know, as opposed to warm, like a, a normal IPA. Really? I've what never even heard of such a thing. It's a brand new thing. I'm telling you, Google it out there. You'll find some recent articles about it. Cause Chris actually helped write an article with, um, a couple of the local, uh, beer specialists around. Um, it's super Super light-bodied, crisp, and refreshing, and just 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 crushable. It's a super light-bodied, really hoppy, without being super bitter beer. It's kind of like the opposite of those hazies. I don't know if you guys got into the haze craze. Uh, Reavers um, did. He yeah. gained like seventy-five pounds but over yeah, the summer. My, my waistline also acknowledged that I was all in on the haze craze. So those hazies are really thick and they're really sweet and they've got a lot of maltiness to them and it really just kind of um, it kind of mutes. It mutes the, the hops and the brightness that hops should be. Now, don't get me wrong. I like a good hazy, too, and we've got, you know, one on tap at the moment, and we've had others before. But this cold IPA is for the summer. I mean, it is just, boom, super crisp and light-bodied, and, again, bright with the hops. It's like a, it's kind of like a Pilsner that's got a shitload of hops in it. So just like so, the mayor, the mayor of Garage Logic, Joe Sushri, would say, this would be perfect lawn mowing beer. It is. Yeah, that's kind of what I was picturing. Beer, but a little bit higher alcohol. So okay, gotcha. Feet away from uh, from the spinning blades at all times. And you have a seltzer too. We do. Right now, our seltzer flavor is mango. We also have a uh, blueberry, uh, blueberry and pineapple cider on tap. Hmm. and a uh, honey wine, and all three of those are gluten-free, as well as being dolphin-safe. Being dolphin-safe? <laughs> <laughs> he comes up with the best names, doesn't he? So, Bartley, uh, I should know this, so forgive me if I'm putting you on the spot, but is that a, are, are you guys distributing that, or is that only available at the tap room? Those um, gluten-free options are only available at the tap room. Got we it. We do small little batches of these, um, but they are available to go in the crawler at nice. the moment. Okay, is Nordic cool. Blonde still your best-selling beer? It is. Yeah, it is still that superstar. It's out there, and it's our. It's the most cases and the most kegs that we sell, and we go through the most pints of that here in the tap room every year, year after year. And again, being the first beer that I ever made as a home brewer. You know, it's, it's awesome that that is. And then the reason why is because it's a very approachable, easy-drinking beer. Mm-hmm. It's, not, uh, it's not one of these super hoppy, bitter, red, imperial IPAs or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, those are great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But for the average beer drinker who's just coming off of Coors Light or Miller or, you know, any of these other larger brands, they're going to say, hey, this crap beer stuff ain't so bad. Mm-hmm. And for those you of know? you that are unfamiliar with Bartley's beer, here's all you need to know. My brother-in-law, one of the greatest dudes ever, uh, he loves, he's a diehard Iowa Hawkeye football fan, and his favorite beer is Maroon and Bold that that Bartley uh-huh. and Bent Brustillery uh-huh. make. So that's how good his beer is, is he can change a Hawkeye fan to drink Maroon and Bold in the fall time. There that's how go. good it is, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great one. It's a big double you know, IPA with a whole lot of bitterness to it. Yes. So if he's into that one, that means he's really into the into the beers. And I for, forgive me, I think I forgot to mention the date of the actual event. It's this Saturday starting at 2 o'clock. It is the Bayou Beer and Booze Crawfish Broil. It's their seventh annual up there at Bent Brewstillery. And as Bartley mentioned, you, you do need to buy your tickets uh, online at bentbrewstillery.com. You can go there on the website and see all sorts of things. You guys are also having live music correct me if i'm wrong right we are there's a little band called the swamp kings nice nice little local band that's uh friends of our uh, head bartender and uh yeah they're gonna play some good old zydeco music for us to make you feel like you're back down there in the bayou if you've uh if you've ever been yep. take you on a new trip nice um, and we're taking orders all the way up until the uh the end of wednesday um thursday morning is when i'm gonna be uh placing the order to have it uh to have it delivered, so all the uh, reservations and orders need to be in by the end of Wednesday night, which is tomorrow night. Nice. Um, and before we Wednesday let you the twenty fifth, yeah. Before we let you go, Bartley, I was curious. You know, we've been through a lot as a, as a society in the last couple of years. I don't need to tell anybody that. But how is the climate of craft beer and 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 running and owning a tap room? Has it changed a lot? Is it kind of coming back? Uh, what's the climate like for craft beer right now? Yeah, it is kind of coming back. I mean, we're still probably, I don't know, probably 20% down from from 2019. Sure. But um, we're, you know, a good uh, a good 10% up from 2021. So it is climbing back. Um, and, you know, and again, maybe it's diversification that needs to happen, you know, in this industry. And I think us sort of having the cocktails really creates that diversification that we need mm-hmm. um and if anyone else out there as a brewery owner wants to get into the the distillery and cocktail side of things you know give me a ring right on. i'll help you get started and get going so that uh you can get a little bit extra clientele as well you know you want to keep that uh, mixed couple that mixed couple that comes in and one wants beer and one wants a cocktail sure you know then they both stay as opposed to coming in for one beer and then going to the next place that has beer and cocktails. Right on. Bartley, thank thank you so much for the time, sir. Great luck this weekend with the event, because I know it's going to be spectacular, because you guys always put on a great show. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, sir. Sounds great, brother. You guys have a good one, too. See you, Bartley. Thanks, Bartley. All right. See you, Mike. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. He's the best. The absolute best. Did I tell you I saw him today? You did? Yeah, so I, I was in this store, and I see him what from a coincidence. A, across the way, and I'm like, Barley! And I yell over there, and then I get a little closer, and I'm like, Barley! Hello! And then it turns out to not be him. Oh. But I just yelled at this guy from across the room, <laughs> and I did it aggressively, like full-on yelling across this little store. I was in an auto parts store. I was like, chat, Mike. That's, That's the point where him. my kids would have looked at me and said, Jesus, Dad, like what? What is wrong with you? Right. I told you that time I was at the state fair where I walked up behind my buddy. He's like one of my closest. But he was in my wedding. I was in his wedding, and I I just cuddled his bum just a little bit, like just grabbed his butt just I a little remember bit. Remember this? Yes. Turn around and it's it's not him. Totally not him. And I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. And Whoops. They, luckily, the guy was super nice. He in fact he gave me his number, so that was cool. Oh, and you guys became BFFs. <laughs> no, no, that was just a joke. He didn't give me his number, but he didn't hit me. That's good, right? And I did, yeah. you know, touch his butt, which is hittable. So uh, Bartley, I did not get monkeypox. Bartley, Bartley mentioned Fox Nine, and I jokingly took took a shot at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but well, we wouldn't have because it was Wednesday night last last Wednesday. 
I was fortunate enough to be asked to do the uh, public address work for the first Fox 9 Town Ball Tour game. Really? Okay. Last Wednesday at uh, out in Cologne. Okay. I used to live in Carver. I've gotten to know the guys that run the Cologne team really well. They're First of all, they're... Tomball guys are the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm biased by any means, but they're just fun. They're down to earth, good people, and they love baseball, which is what I do. And so Fox Nine obviously was out there. And Mike, have you ever been? When's the last time you thought about going to a town baseball game? I've never thought about going. Okay, to a Okay, sounds good. Games. Okay, so <laughs> I roll up. The game started at seven thirty, and I asked them, you know, what time do you want me to be there? And they said, if you're here by six, that's totally cool. And I said, okay, they know I'm, you know, busy kids, whatever. Yeah. So I get to town just a little bit before six o'clock. Get kind of nestled into the press box, get the whatever I, I need to do. And Fox 9 was obviously already there. And this year, because we were one of the games in Faribault, we were one of the games last year. So I had kind of, okay, this is what I need to expect or whatever. System, yeah. So this year, the added twist is they are partnering with a local food truck. And darn it, I don't remember the name of it, but super nice guy. I got to meet him. And they gave out free ice cream. Ooh. To, I think it's like the first whatever. Okay. But... A lot of people show the up. freaking line for the ice oh, cream, no. including my, my my wife decided to come because we're you know, 15 minutes from from the field there. Okay, and it's yeah. a it's a great little ballpark right off 212. I love it, and and it was a good game. It was Cologne and Plato, and so I looked and I go, why is there 7,000 people in line for next? He goes, oh, we're handing out free ice cream today. I went, oh my god, and I'm not kidding when I say this. That line was there the entire game. Did, did people watch the game too? Like stick around and watch the game? Well, oh yeah. I mean, okay. they they had to have been close to a thousand people at this game. Wow. And normally they would get maybe a hundred. I'm guessing because right. they have a decent grandstand, but it's not huge. So free ice cream really is the thing. Well, that it makes was that, work. but also you know when you're when you're a town team and you're going to be on part of your broadcasting me on Fox Nine, like that's a big deal. That it's is pretty a big cool. deal. And I and and kudos to Fox Nine for doing this in the first place because I always run into the producers and stuff. I say, you have no idea how cool that, that, that is that you're doing this. I mean, they're giving legitimate, you know, airtime to these small communities, which is awesome. It's you really cool. You know what? I bet you where Fox... I like the people at Fox 9. Yep. Right? I Actually, I'm totally indifferent. I don't know anybody at Fox 9. I'm sure <laughs> they're totally great people or they're a bunch of dorks. I have no idea. Right. But I bet you anything... They're all cool except for Matheson. He sucks. <laughs> there you go. Right. Well, actually, he's cool. I know him. So here's the <laughs> thing that I wonder... I wonder if they listen to GL and they hear the stories about Americana where you say, you know, Town Ball is Americana. 100%. Because all it needs is one producer to say, you know what? I bet you Town Ball would be good stories that people would want to hear about. And it's not monkeypox and it's not Ukraine and it's not this. Let's just go out and watch a Town town Ball game in a small town, Minnesota. And that that very well could be from you talking about that. Perfect example. Uh, So I'm in between innings because my wife was texting me. I'm still in line for cheeseburgers because she was going to mm. bring the boys there, and that's where they were going to have dinner. They sure. were going to have hot dogs and cheeseburgers and uh, the world-famous Craig Peck's of cheese curds at, at Cologne Baseball, oh, yeah, which yeah. they are spectacular. So good. Okay. They're so good. But anyway, she says, still in line. Make sure the boys aren't doing something stupid, you know, because mm. I was keeping an eye on them when I was announcing um, the lineups and stuff like that. So anyway, I'm walking to and from. Like, are you guys okay? Okay, I'm going to go back and do this. And some guy stopped me. goes, Reavers. And I said, hey, how are you? And, you know, he goes, I love your show with Fred Aloni. Nice. His name was Doug. Super, okay. super nice guy. I think I've met him previously, but he just reintroduced himself to me. 
So we Isn't got that, a shout out at, that nice? at That's the ballpark. The one. It was cool. Oh, you know, once you get Doug, one, thank you. Thank you for listening, Doug. <laughs> that is really cool. So um, here's something that I would fear if I had that job being the public address announcer, right? So when you're doing the lineup, do you ever get like a Wojciechowski-Stein? And you're like, what is that name? I'm so glad you mentioned that. So I I get it, like, when you're being announced, it's. It, I've been there. I've mm-hmm. been that. It's it's cool. Yeah. It's yeah, you, you're like, you okay, feel like there's right, a man, thousand I, people here. I just yeah, got my me. name yeah. announced, right? Yeah. And I my name was always butchered mm-hmm. because we're we're the Dutch, so we have to throw in random vowels. So my last name is R E U V E R F. Even though it's it's pronounced Reavers, mm-hmm. but there's that stupid U that's right there. And without fail, every time I'd go to wherever Austin, Albert Lee, wherever we were playing, Mankato, didn't matter. It was. Now batting center fielder Chris Roovers. Nope. Yeah. Well, well, whatever. We'll just go up and hit, right? So that that's why my buddies would always joke, and I would be called Roovers. Well, our guy Jim Geraci, K- uh, KS95 uh, imaging director, mm-hmm. always calls me Roovers because okay. he has to send the production orders to me. It's kind of funny. That's a good way it, for him to remember never, how to spell Reavers. Exactly, yeah. and yeah. it's never once offended me. So I've always made it a point to try to make sure I pronounce. Uh, uh, players' names correctly, so I go through, and I know a lot of the managers. So I say, and I always spell it. Say is this? it phonetic? phonetically? Phonetically, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so there was one guy, and it was it was spelled Brazil was his last name, mm-hmm. but it was pronounced Brazil. Okay. And I kept saying Brazil. Oh no! Even though there, it really isn't a way to spell it yeah, out phonetically. Yeah, yeah. And there was to the point. I think it was the third time I'd announced him, and he kind of looked up at the press box. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to yeah. pronounce him like Kelly instead of Tim or whatever his first name was. Like just just like, a totally don't look at me. Them. I'm oh, trying my best, damn it. I had to do one. I had to introduce <laughs> one person to our team the other day. Okay. And her name is Megan Kessmer. Not Megan. Not Megan. And I called her Megan Chrismer. And I mean... I had one person to get right. I do know how to pronounce her name accurately. But you still screwed and it I up. And I still brutalized it. And I said, is there anything you'd like to say to the people? And she goes, yes, my name's Megan. She adjusted. And I was like, thank you, Megan, for helping me out. And I'm like, I just, I've never, I've never screwed her name up once. And I instantaneously blew it. All right. I don't think I've ever told you this story on the air or off the air. I was a junior at Mankato State, go Mavs. I know mm-hmm. it's Minnesota State. I always still call it Mankato State. Don't email me. <laughs> so I'm a junior, and I think it was a, it was some type of, uh, it doesn't matter what class it was. And there was a woman there, and we were tasked with writing some type of story about one specific relative of ours and if the impact that they've had on your life, which okay. is kind of cool, right? Yeah. And so I, w- I think I wrote about my grandmother, who actually just recently passed away in October, because she, she was awesome. Um, the woman was uh, from Somalia. Okay. Very nice woman. I was in various projects with her, and she was, she was a little bit older than us, but she wanted to write about her son and the impact that her son had on her. Which was, and, it was, and she told the story, and it was delightful. And at the end, she didn't name her son until the end. And um, Oh, no. <laughs> and... Uh, Oh boy, I'm gonna get in trouble. And she, and then she then pronounced her son's name, and and the teacher. And so when you did that, then the teacher was writing the name of that person because okay. uh, um, it was presentational format, right? So I, uh, my grandmother's name was Viola, so the teacher would write mm-hmm. Viola on the board, mm-hmm. so that way Named the emphasis was put on was highlighted uh, on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And so then the the teacher asked, "Well, how how do you how do you how do you spell that?" The son's name was 
Shathid. <laughs> yeah. And so she started to spell it. Yeah. And I said, oh, dear God. Yeah. You've named your son a very bad word. Yes. And um, so that then turned into a circle of friends that I still have when we're when we're mm-hmm. trying to make mm-hmm. fun of one another, mm-hmm. we will call each other Shathid. Yes. So, yes. And I went, oh, my, you, you named your son Blankhead. Yes. Okay. That, that I think in that culture, what we use that term as is not the same as no. a beautiful little child. No, no, like no, I'm sure no. Michael in some culture is like a deep, deep insult yeah. towards farm animals. So uh, <laughs> what do you do? What right. Do you, but I'm sure he's girl. probably gone. I mean, this was, you know, 20 years ago. So yeah. I'm sure he's gone on to become a brain surgeon or he's probably some very successful person. But I'm thinking, oh. He's going to get picked on a lot. Yeah, you think he'd go with his middle name. Which Eric. Be, yeah, yeah, I was going to say Lance. <laughs> Shahid okay. Lance. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we should change topics. Well, that's an interesting one. Those are good stories. I, I've, I've heard stories with that name before. because it is. Oh, you an, have? It is a real name. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, no, it is a real name. Because I just did the... Oh yeah, like, like no, oh, no. no I, I think it's it's not it's not a David or a Mike or a Christopher, but I think it's but pretty it's, popular. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who has a, he's Indian, he's East Indian, right? Okay. And he has a very popular East Indian last name. So he gets married and he marries a girl with the same last name. And to me in my little monkey brain, I'm like, you can't marry a girl with the same last name. Like, aren't you somehow cousins? And he's like, there's 1 billion of us. 300,000 of us have that same last name. It's like, Anderson. Yeah, or 300 million of it. Yeah, it's the, the well, it's way more than Anderson. There's like three last names in India, right? Everyone sure. has a, I was like, oh, I did not know that. I just thought it was weird that you were naming a, uh, marrying a girl with the exact same Shaw last name. I, I know you just took your headphones off, but mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to put them on right. for just a second because I need to really set up the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, good. Video. It's audio. It's audio. Okay. Can I tell you how excited I have been for this weekend for some time? Is it because of the new press secretary and how great she is? No, okay. no, no, no. Take another stab at it. Um, is it because Tom Brady is practicing voiceover work? You have the first name right. Tom Brady, he is uh, doing a spot about something. No. What is it? Tom is right. Oh, I don't know what this is. Do you know what then. takes place this weekend? No. You sure? Yeah, I mean, I might when you remind me. Top Gun Maverick oh, is back. Oh, wow. okay. Two years after it was supposed Tom to come Cruise, out. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm not even shying away from it. Mm-hmm. I've seen the trailer 700 million times. You're kidding. Without me. exaggeration. All right? You're that excited. When the trailer first came out two years ago, because remember, it was supposed to come out a couple of years ago, but then COVID hit delayed the release of the movie because this is going to be the biggest movie of the year, right? It's going to obliterate all the box office numbers. It seems numbers. like it's going to win, yeah. So the trailer came out, and Such was sitting over here at his computer, and I'm in here watching with my headphones, because I've got sweet speakers in here, mm-hmm. right? So if mm-hmm. I want to jam out to a Van Halen song you or a, play it, whatever, yeah. I'm going to blast it. And I put it on, and he went, what the bleep are you wa- as in like excitement like what uh, are you watching and i said get in here now so <laughs> this big tv that's right here i put the trailer on that okay and he and i sat in here and it was like i think a three and a half minute trailer and so he and i sat in here and watched the whole thing and we were blown away and really he goes, he goes what what is this i go joe it's it's the top gun sequel top gun maverick and he said 
you're such an idiot. And then he got up and walked away. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, you were just excited Two about it. Two minutes ago, you thought it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like, what, what, why, why are you saying it's not okay now? Yeah, one of my good buddies uh, sent me a text. He's like, hey, we're buying tickets for, for Top Gun, and you know, we got to get it early. And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I'll see Top wait Gun a, minute, a, a month from now or wait two months minute, from wait now. Minute, wait a minute. You're a couple years older than me. Yeah. How is this not in your wheelhouse? You know, I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care about any movies. I just, I just don't care. I would rather go hit golf there. balls or do something. I mean, I'll see it. Right. It will come around to me. Right. It will one day it will be on Netflix, and I can say, "Oh, Top Gun made it to Netflix." I can tell you right now. Yeah. If they had said, because I think it's released in theaters Friday. Whatever, what mm-hmm. uh, ten a.m. Whatever. If it was g- saying we're going to release Top Gun Maverick Tuesday, May twenty fourth at two o'clock, I would have said, Mike, we can't do the show this really? week. Really, you're going to go see it? You're that excited for it? To the point where I mean, I've seen the first movie so much that my kids damn near know the words to it. Really? Even though I have to do the edited sure, PG version, sure. I don't do the regular version because there's some naughty words and they're okay. too young for that yet. Yeah. Someday then. When they get old enough, we'll, we'll bond and we'll mm. we'll sit by the fire and have a cocktail and we'll watch Top Gun together. Won't that be fun? On the night before Thanksgiving. We'll uh, turn Kelly it into McGinnis a tradition. is not in it, right? No. Uh, she you, is not. You know who is in it? Tom Cruise. Jennifer Conley. Is she the love interest of Maverick? Uh, I can't say because I think I have a spoiler alert on that. I don't want to ruin oh, it. Oh, But Jennifer Conley is like a sharp gal. Okay. Do you, do you know who she is? Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. beautiful girl. Yeah. So I, I, she has a big role in there. So I can't um, say what her role is. So I don't want to spoil alert at this thing. Well, wait I, a I was you told, have no interest, I, but you know the I, ending. Because of my it? buddy was talking to me about oh. it, and I said, "Oh, smoke your cigar and zip it up." I don't care. I don't care about that movie. Let's talk about anything else. And then, it, then we went to uh, free stuff you can find on Facebook Marketplace. And I was like, "Okay, wait, zip it up." I don't care about free stuff you can find on Facebook Marketplace. You know what That's, you are? Yeah, You're curmudgeon. a wet blanket. No, what I am is I'm a fifty year old Joe Suchere, yes, not a are. 72 year old Joe Suchere, yes. or however old Joe is. Yes, you are. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the only, you know what part of it is in all honesty and all, yeah. uh, so when that movie came out, I think I was eight because it was 86, right? 1986. Something like that. So yeah. I was, and me and my, my best friend in, in elementary school, Nick Vogel, we used to watch this. We used to stay up super late at his house, play video games mm-hmm. and watch Top Gun. Like oh, that was our yeah, thing because yeah, we were nerds. But I don't know. Everyone did it. But so then it's kind of one of those things where I'll flip it on because I'll have it either recorded in the DVR or whatever. And I'll just flip it on because I want to be eight years old again for 90 minutes or or whatever. And that's what I think, for me anyway, it's the nostalgic piece of it that I just get to be eight year old Chris Reavers again playing video games and drinking Mountain Dew until 1 o'clock. I 100% get that. I 100%. That's the same reason why the only movies I ever watch over again are John Hughes movies. If I've watched a movie once, I never watch it over. Ferris Day Off. Well, I I like 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, right? Those are are my genre. But it's the exact same reason. I just love it. I I forced my children to watch Breakfast Club at way too early of an age because I wanted them to get it. Like I wanted them to get it. And, you know, but they were way too young. What's the song at the end? Uh, Don't you forget about me, Simple Minds. When he when he pumps the fist. Yes, yes. Every time I hear that song, that's all I think about. Yeah. Why can't I think of the actor's name? Uh, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson yes. when he when he's pumping the fist in the air at the very end, and then the and then it freezes. It was great. That was a, It's a it, fantastic it was a movie. Unbelievably good movie. And I, I just if you if you haven't so my father in law has a John Hughes 
brass or uh, bronze sculpture of Hatai that John Hughes had. No way. It's super cool. And I looked at my wife and I said, you know, someday when your dad gets real old, we should maybe, he should bequeath that to us and I can have that. Is that wrong to like what ask you, for father-in-law stuff? N- not that I, because I do think it's cool, but what do you, what do you do with a bronze It, it just tie? stands on this little post. It stands on this little thing. And you say, hey, that's a bronze statue of John Hughes's tie. I don't know. Huh. I don't know what you'd do with it. Eventually, you'll find it on Facebook Marketplace for free. And then your buddy's <laughs> yes, going to call you yeah. and you're going to shush him. And say, hey, but it's a one of a kind. <laughs> it, was this, it was this big uh, charity auction thing. Very cool. Yeah. I covet that. I, you know, it's funny. I told a guy that uh, a, a, a guy that I know was having a little bit of business problems, okay. right? But everything he has, I covet. Like his house, I covet. His businesses, he owns. He owns like I don't want to say what it what it is, but like the most beautiful properties. I mean, he just has this. And I saw him one time, and he was working his tail off, and he's just struggling. And I said, I told him that you're the only man that I covet what you own. Right, you're the only, I don't I, you know I I can't covet what um, Elon Musk owns right that's too much right sure, but this sure. guy is like a guy that's comparable because to me, it's right? real realistic it's realistic that yeah. I could own something and he sets down what he was carrying tears up a little bit and gives me a really extended hug wow and he said I just needed somebody to say something like that interesting and I was like good for you I said you just have the most beautiful stuff and it's not not stuff like cars or something just the stuff he's invested in over cool. his lifetime it's just cool just iconic things yeah. and and he just was like oh man thank you for doing that and and I got a little like you know, hey, whenever you want to sell the stuff at a dime on the dollar, you let me know. So I can't afford it. <laughs> whenever if, you're getting tired of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, whenever you just want to get rid of it and realize that your kids aren't so great, you call me because I'll buy it. But you do get, at least I'll speak for myself, and I think you're wired the same way I am in this regard, where you do get to a certain point where you don't really need, I don't need anything. I don't want another thing. My, yeah. my wife and I have like the handshake agreement that... You know, we, we acknowledge each other's birthdays and val- whatever. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll always get her flowers sure. and, because she loves flowers and a card and, you know, obviously something from the kids for Mother's Day and things like that. But with us, it's like, I don't need anything. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Like, we got other stuff to take care of. And especially now that everything costs six times as much as it did two years ago, I just, I'm good. I don't need anything. I don't want anything. And in fact, you know, I think I've shared this multiple times with you, but I, when it comes to like gifts, I want to do something with my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get them something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why um, we always do like a 4th of July trip or we for Christmas, it's always, this is what we're going to do together, mm-hmm. whether it's go to a ball, whatever, it doesn't doesn't matter. But because they're never going to remember some piece of crap toy I bought them when they were 10. They don't care about that stuff no. either. No, and the stuff no. that they remember is the stuff you do with them. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'd want to do stuff with my kids, like drive them to my parents' house and drop them off for the night. <laughs> Like, I want to do that kind of fun stuff with my kids. So I, I Go took, talk to Grandma yeah. Grandpa, and I'll be back in the morning. I'll be back. I'll see you tomorrow. I did. Uh, I took my car in for service the other day, and they said, wow, you sure put a ton of miles on this last year. And I said, haven't done anything different. And then I realized that there, three of them are in this competitive volleyball thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, so and I'm driving for three and a half to, hours a day, yeah. and that adds up to 200 miles a day. Yeah. I put 29,000 miles on in a year. That's something for me. You look at that's not a big deal because you're driving in from Carver every day. I live in the city. I don't, I mean, I could, I don't, it's 15 miles to get to my work there and back. Right. 
I'm like, how is that possible that I put that many miles on my car? Right. So now I'm looking for a really cheap, cheap, tiny car that gets like 50 miles per gallon. I got one for sale. Do you? No, I'm kidding. Okay. No, actually, I was going to say, I need, I need it. <laughs> Don't we all need that? Um, but uh, I was going to go somewhere else with the uh, with the Top Gun angle. Now I'm completely spacing on it because I'm dealing with uh, dealing with a migraine, which is a lot of fun. I, I wonder if the storyline is going to be podcast. like war with North Korea. What are we going to do? Like, oh, what you're talking scene? about the movie. Yeah, like in the movie. What well, Tom Cruise character is going to flip his jet upside down and he's going to give the finger to Kim Jong-un? Although one of the scenes that, that was part of the preview that I, that I noticed was they're flying through mountains with, with snow, mm-hmm. which looked so freaking yeah. cool. And I, I do recall seeing one video where they were showing how they shot some of the scenes. And, you know, obviously t- this just in Tom Cruise isn't actually flying the plane. <laughs> He is. Uh, he does have his commercial jet pilot's but, license. But he's sitting in the. So he's sitting in the back seat, okay. you know, pretending to fly the plane where there's an actual pilot. Really? Okay. In the front seat, but you see the G forces actually affecting him, and he was he was basically saying, "I needed to train before I could even start shooting this mm-hmm. scene because it's physically limiting." Yeah, you, 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 like, you, you don't want to pass out every four minutes. That's exactly yeah, what he's talking about. Yeah. He goes, "You have to. Pr- your breathing has to completely change." You know, and keep in mind, you know, you have to be able to. Be facially recognizable. Mm-hmm. Am I just making up words as we're doing the no, show? You're doing great. Uh, thanks, but but it was kind of cool to seeing how both he and some of the other actors that were saying, "Yeah, uh, I've never shot anything like this because it's just completely different than any other type of movie that you would film." And one of the encouraging signs was Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty reputable, has I think scored it like ninety eight percent. Wow, which is unreal. Like that is they don't even great movies don't get that high of a mark. And who knows, maybe. Once opening weekend, it's going to come down a little bit, but that's pretty impressive. I think it was Snakes on a Plane and this both got the 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Did Snakes on a Plane <laughs> No, get that I'm making high? that up, but oh, that would okay. have been funny. Well, I, I'm excited to see it now. You've got me pumped up for it a little bit. I like Tom Cruise. Have you ever seen the deep fake Tom Cruise videos? Mm-mm. Do you know what a deep fake is? Sure. So they have videos. For some reason, whoever's doing these deep fakes is using Tom Cruise as the subject matter all oh, the time. Okay, yeah. And... Just type in when you get a chance. Don't do this now if you're driving or or do it. Just be careful. Type in deep fakes Tom Cruise. And it is unbelievable the way they can fake. You would never know that's not Tom Cruise because it's it's Tom Cruise's face on Tom Cruise's body. And they're making him do something different that he didn't actually do. And I think over our lifetimes, either people are going to not believe videos at all anymore because everything's deep faked. Or, you know, all you'd have to do is if you wanted to change the political landscape, do a deep fake, half the world would believe it. Oh, so they'd wow. say, how do you get that in a video? I mean, it's shockingly cool. And he's super, super energetic and super, ma- he has a mania about him in these deep fakes. Okay. And they're unbelievably realistic. I mean, you, you just can't tell it's not Tom Cruise. Wow. If it didn't say deep fake, you'd say, what is, how is Tom Cruise losing his mind? There was a, a video on YouTube that I saw. This was a couple of years ago, but, oh, and I don't remember the name of the actor, but, but one of those, not A-list, but B-list and very likable actors. Oh, darn it. I'm so mad. I can't remember his name. Very funny, but he was being filmed going to Target, wh- mm-hmm. whatever, and just basically getting stuff for his wife and kids. Yeah. And someone goes, aren't you? He's like, yeah, I, I, I get that a lot, you know, or whatever. Oh, okay. And then the person just walks away. Oh, and he never funny. said, no, that's not me. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he just said, I get that yeah, a lot. I get that I a get lot because it's me, but he didn't want to say that. And I'm wondering, that. that must be his response. Not not that he doesn't want to approach fans or people sure. that recognize him, but just saying, you know, I, I get that a lot. Oh, okay, see you later. And then the person just walks away as if, oh, I thought that was, I think it was Jeremy Renner. Okay. I think it was yeah. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. 
And uh, he says, oh, yeah, I, I, I get that a lot. Fame would be totally great if you had a bunch of money. But having fame and having no money would be really tough. Because how tiring would it be? You mean to, it, so being like an internet sensation overnight? Yeah, like what if you had to always be outside in the public yeah. and you couldn't protect yourself from people taking pictures of you? You couldn't. You still had to go to work and people are saying, "Oh my God, I can't believe you work at Blockbuster!" And you're like, "Well, yeah, I gotta work." You know, right. I, I, it would be very, very difficult to. Be. I do know a story, and I don't know this person personally, but I know people that know him, professional, former professional athlete who was so petrified of going out in public that mm-hmm. literally couldn't go buy groceries. Really? It was loved playing loved playing his sport and but just the the thought of and it was it was an anxiety. It wasn't okay. that he he disliked people, but it was just he he hated that kind of attention. And that happens to people. Oh, I mean it, it, I it, can imagine. It, and you you'll see it too where it'll even affect their play where they get in front of a big crowd and they just they they wilt. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people even though they have God-given ability, sometimes they just can't Put it all together. Like the entire Timberwolves team. They get in front of a big crowd and they just wilt. So what do you think uh, of this new uh, GM for the Timberwolves? Sure. I mean, does that matter? Yes. Um, Do- does it? It does in this regard. When you're the t- when you're the Timberwolves, you probably need to have the right kind of structure. Mm-hmm. Meaning, we saw how bad it was with, what was that clown sports writer that they hired? David Kahn. Yeah. They hired that clown, who was a sports writer for Yahoo, I think, hired him to be their president of basketball operations, and they were a freaking disaster yeah. once they hired him. So, yes, does it matter? Yes. But ultimately, especially in that league, it's about the players. It's all, yeah, you get two you know? incredible studs on your team, and yeah. and as long as you're... As long as the morale of the team is not so bad, right? Correct. But this guy, I, and I'm forgetting his name. Tim Conley. Tim Conley, five years, forty million bucks. It's good to be. Uh... What he doesn't even—he's not even driven on basketball. He's just saying, I think we should pick number twenty-three in the draft. But keep this in mind. Everyone always, because I have this—I have this not argument. Have this discussion with my dad all the time because he cannot believe what players are making. Mm-hmm. And I'll always say this, Dad. Yes, Carl uh, Anthony Towns is making $50 million this year, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Someone's still signing his check. Yep. And that means that Glenn Taylor, in this case now Mark Lurie and A-Rod, they're making a whole hell of a lot more than Carl Anthony mm-hmm. Towns is. So and if just, they didn't want to do it, they wouldn't do it. Correct. If, if he they, wasn't making more money than that. If the franchise have. still wasn't profitable, they mm-hmm. wouldn't be signing the yeah. check. So. It's, am- it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? That, those numbers are crazy. Michael, holy cow, that flew by. Reavers, you are the best. Thank you so much for tuning into this particular episode of The Weekly Scramble. And do us a favor and rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you happen to be tuning in on. We prefer the PodMN app, uh, obviously. But please do us a favor. It helps other people uh, find the show. And, uh, yeah, that'd be great for us. So thank you so much for tuning in. For Mike Fredoloni, my name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.